Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. I'm your host, Chet Czar, and this week I've got a great interview with Dan Fisher. This is the second time he's been on the podcast, and uh, always a great dude to talk to, great artist. His new work's phenomenal, and uh, that's coming up. It's a good one. Uh, what's going on here? It's hot as hell. It's 95 degrees right now. It sucks. I hate it. Um... Uh, so yeah, we're dealing with that. Um, I am painting these little studies cause I need to make some money again or these little two, what are they? Two by three inch paintings. And then I'm doing a little custom frame for them, which I got to finish this off and, um, make a mold, cast them. So, uh, yeah, I haven't had a chance to work in these commissions because I need to make some more money again, as it always goes every month. But once these are done, I'll go back to my commissions. I've got two that are almost done. Those will be done. Then I can start some others. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it that's going on here. Um, yeah, uh, if you want to support the podcast. Oh, one thing you can do. Can you like and subscribe if you're not subscribed and share, especially if you're on YouTube, because I'm really trying to build the YouTube channel so that that could be another source of income and, uh, it's growing, but it's kind of growing slowly. So, uh, any, any help would be appreciated sharing the podcast around. I still think it's one of the best pod art podcasts out there and a lot more people would be interested in hearing it. I think the guests are amazing. You know how I feel. I've said it before. Uh, if you want to support also directly, you can go to patreon.com slash darkartsociety. Join for as little as a dollar a month. And you get uh, entry into the private Facebook group. And uh, uh, what else? Uh, the Discord. And um, hold on. Let me turn this down. Okay, I have the AC going because it's so hot. Hope and I, but I've got this noise canceling filter on, so hopefully it's not coming through. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, uh, you and you also get a twenty uh, at the. Let me see, at the five dollar level, if you join at the five dollar level, you get a twenty percent discount code to the Skull Shop, which is our sponsor. S K U L L S H O P P E dot com. Skull shop, they make amazing skull replicas. I'll be using this in a painting soon. It's got coffee stains on it, but that just adds to it. Um, and you get your name right in the air. And this week, new subscriber is Sham Fu. Thank you, Sham Fu. And I keep seeing your name around. Sham Fu. It's, it's, it's a name that is not easily forgotten. I'm not sure where I can, it seems like I've seen it multiple times, but congrats. You're getting your name out there. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, thank you for supporting. Really appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you. And, um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, am I forgetting anything? Well, probably, but, um, oh, if you want to support my, my personal artwork, I'm going to be posting a how-to for this little frame customization I'm doing at the $10 a month level. 
and uh, patreon.com slash chatzar. And both Patreons have free, or I don't know if I, I don't know if I said it on the uh, Dark Art. I don't think I said it. Never mind. I didn't set it on the Dark Art Society Patreon. Um, my Patreon's got a seven day free trial. So you can try it out, see what you think. Um, for for free for seven days. And that's patreon.com slash chetzar. All right. Enough of me yakking. Let's get on with it. My interview with Dan Fisher. Hope you like it. It's a good one. Hello, Dan. Hey, Chad, can you hear me? Yes. Let's pretend like we didn't just spend the last 15 minutes on audio problems or 20 minutes. Thing into each other. Yeah, that was a mess, but I got it settled. Awesome. I still don't know what happened. Anyway, how are you doing? Doesn't matter. It's in the past. Yeah, it's true. It's over. It's over and done with. It's over. How are you? Good, man. Good to see you. Thanks for having me back on. This is awesome. Yes. Yes. Uh, we. I, I, I think we said in the first... St- uh, part of the interview that we just that we're re-recording now that it's been two years since you've yeah man been on the podcast. I, talked, yeah, you're, I was just saying yeah you're the last person I I skyped or zoomed I whatever we're doing here yeah with, right with, was you in this room my same room we we bought the house so it was two years ago that's how I know the exact date. Excellent. Well yeah it's, uh, I'm surprised it, it it's uh been two years because it seemed like about a year but I'm glad to have you on anyway um uh. I guess we we uh, thought it would be a good excuse to have you on since you have a show coming up and we could catch up and help promote your show yeah, as well. Man. Yeah, um, yeah, Dan and Liz are having me back up at a uh, Skull and Snake Tattoo Art Gallery again, so that was cool. Um, that was about was that last year? Last year I went up there and actually was in person for a show with them. That was the Dark Art Society group show. Right. So that was the first time I got to meet Dan and Liz, and they had me. You know, before I even met them they invited me to their home to their house to stay over they were hosting everybody up there they're, yeah i keep hearing the just, best yeah i just keep hearing from people that go to that show it's like they're the coolest people yeah absolutely i, I mean, mean i know dan like, but um but I, yeah well it's, you had him on too but it's like as soon as you, you talk to him or you meet him for the first time it, it feels like you've known him for a very long time right so right. they they know what they're doing up there and they take their time to do everything right you know yeah um, yeah so, I mean, his gallery is awesome. I mean, he's such a fan of collecting art mm-hmm. that is, you know, I, the first time I was in his house, it was one of them, like, you just had to like walk around and look at his walls and, you know, he's got so many paintings. It's like, yeah, he's got a great collection. Yeah, man, he does. And it's like, you, you can hear someone has a good collection. And then when you walk through it, you're like, I'm in the collection. <laughs> it's, you almost got to take a couple laps to make sure you don't miss anything. But right. yeah, awesome, man. Um, the gallery is super cool. I mean, yep. they always do it up. Yeah. He decorates. Um, I, you know, last year, I think who I'm at the show with this year, Lewis and Martin, um, they were both there at the group show. Also, it was the first time I met them and they're super cool too. And they were, you know, spending the, you know, I, I think they might've been up there for about a week or so, mm-hmm. but they were decorating inside and outside because it was, you know, that show fell right around Halloween. Right. So they did a lot of spooky stuff outside. Lewis was really, you know, making a whole thing outside. It was awesome, you know. So I'm pretty sure they're doing something like that again for this show. Mm-hmm. This show is um, it's themed a little bit right up my alley. It's like a extraterrestrial kind of thing. 
Um, everyone's been doing kind of these alien-esque paintings, so I guess it just made sense to do this invasion show. Right. Um, who, yeah, who, I mean, Michael. Who who else is who's in the show with you? Michael Meach. Michael Meach. Yes, I know Michael. And Louis. Awesome. Louis. Yeah, and Louis Cipher. Yep. Louis has been. Yeah, on the I show. think they both they both had an episode on here, right? All together. Uh, I don't think Michael has, but Michael's on my uh, mentorship. Oh, so I yeah, talk to him yeah, once a month. He's awesome. Yeah, man, he's funny too. We got along real, real good. Like his, where, where's he? He's from uh, he is overseas. Funny. Yeah, like his dry humor. Yeah, it. Uh, you know, we were, uh, we were hanging out a lot for the group show. It was real fun. But he does these sculptures. I don't know if you got to see yeah. any of the sculptures in person or whatever. Uh, but I haven't seen them in person, but yeah, yeah, they're great. They're amazing. He yeah. did the one for the group show uh, last year. It was like it was like half a monkey and half of a human skull. Yeah. Right. And it was this little guy. And, you know, it was amazing. Like, I'm sure you you probably see all amazing sculptures your whole career. So, mm-hmm. like, you'll look at it and you just see it as what it is. But this thing was awesome. Man. Oh, he yeah. Had eyelashes oh. on it. I it know. was it. It looked like a real head. Yeah. Yeah. That somebody shrunk down and ripped off half the face. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's great. And, yeah. you know, the 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 other thing about him uh, is he's a really good painter. Have you yes, seen his paintings? Because yes. it's like yeah, he had um, he's also some art there too. A great painter. I feel like he might use some of his sculptures as like reference. Maybe right, I don't want to yeah, say yeah. that that's what he does, but it just seemed like his uh, his paintings and his sculptures kind of go hand in hand too. Because um, he does some like weird fungus uh, sculptures too, like besides yeah. the heads, like little mushrooms, and then the mushroom people he paints. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, his work is awesome, man. So it's it's it, it works out pretty good that his work is going to be on the walls. And then Lewis, Lewis does amazing little creatures and scenes yeah. too. So yeah, um, super. Cool I would have guy. never thought to put the show together, but that's why Dan's so awesome too. He, you know, he sees it all and figures where they're going to work well together. Yeah. But um, yeah, and he's I really of... like how. No, go Sorry, ahead. you got. <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, he, uh, Dan's gallery really serves as kind of like a, uh, an example for people who, who want to start a dark art community or gallery or a dark art gallery in their community, because he's in this, you know, kind of a small town. Yeah. And he's created this thing there. That's almost like a hub for all the cool people to hang at. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like, like it's that's what people should art. do. It's not like, it's not so much about like, I want to, you know, start the biggest art gallery and get all the business from all over the country and all over the world. It's like, start a new community you know on a grassroots level if you can somehow do it and he did it through his tattoo shop as a, as a way of like helping to fund it and and have a, a central location and stuff but i just think it's a great example for people who've always wanted to start like a dark art gallery in their town it's like that's the way you do it doesn't matter yeah, where absolutely. you're at you know he gets a great turnout too man yeah. i was impressed like yeah i mean you would think being he has his own way where he networks and, you know, he, he gets the, the word out that the show is going on. They do like craft fairs or art fairs or whatever in the town. I guess like it's like a community of like that kind of stuff going on up there. Yeah. Like you said, it's a smaller town. So they there's more interaction between people up there. But yeah, I mean, there was people nonstop last time coming through the door and, you know, not the people you would think be showing up to a dark art uh, right. show, either. Right. you know, just like, you know, say regular people, but yeah. like all <laughs> kinds of people. And it's funny, too, because, you know, some people come in and they're just like, oh, you know, either they're driving by or they heard from, you know, wherever he was advertising for the show. Like, oh, we, you know, we're on our way out to dinner. We just wanted to check out what it was. And like 
they were made. They loved it. You know what I mean? Like right. they, they had a great time and everyone, I don't know if they knew what to expect, you know, dark art gallery, but you walk in and it's, it's not anything but positivity. And yeah. Happy yeah. And- Th- think about in the context of like Disneyland and the haunted mansion or I don't know, spook houses or haunted houses around Halloween that people go to yeah. like regular people go to those. It's sure. not just like dark art people. So there is, and this is the whole kind of thesis for the idea that dark art is more, um, I don't know, viable culturally than people give it credit for is like regular people do go to these things. It just kind of depends on the context of, you sure. know, they go to Disneyland, they know that Disneyland's fun and cool. So they're going to go to the scary Disneyland ride on haunted mansion or even prior to the Caribbean. And, um, so so yeah uh it's it's surprising that's why I'm, i guess why i'm kind of saying you know doesn't matter what small town you are you have you'll be surprised that people will be interested especially if at the heart of it is like a positive feeling like dan has you know it's really dan dan and his wife it's like they are positive energy people and you go into their gallery i'm sure you're going to feel that so you're not going to get scared by the aesthetics. If anything, it's going to pull you in and be like, oh, maybe there's something more to this. You know? Yeah. And, you know, like you're saying, you know, like the Haunted Mansion, and Disney and all that stuff like that's usually people's favorite part of going. Right. There, you know what I mean? Like maybe because they don't get to experience it as much as maybe we do. We kind right. of live in the world and we're constantly looking and sharing each other's work. Right. And, you know, in gallery, you see the work and it's like, you know every day of your life there's something dark art related probably to your to your day you know right. <laughs> it is it is awesome for a reason people enjoy it you know mm-hmm. like they love going there and seeing it and uh, everyone has a good time and i think a lot of people were surprised of of how awesome it was you right. know what i mean so, um yeah i had a lot of people at the show um just asking a lot of questions about the process of making the paintings and what they meant and it was really cool to talk to people and it seemed like when someone was asking me about, say, like the meaning of a painting, at least when I was standing near my work, um, when I started explaining to them my process and, you know, what I thought it meant, yeah, like more people were like turning and looking and gathering. And before you knew it, it was like a whole group <laughs> conversation. There was like 10 people. That's so and cool. It, yeah, I man, it even went into like saying people were, you know, telling stories about something that someone said oh yeah i experienced that too and yeah and and before you know it you got 10 people that just met themselves for the first time in right. a dark art gallery are like literally friends now laughing and having a good time it's just because so cool. we're yeah we're looking at crazy monster paintings and stuff right. you know like <laughs> it's amazing you can get that out of that you yeah know? yeah yeah that's yeah. what's really cool about it that's super cool that's super super great to hear um so what uh what let's talk about the well what have you been up to in the last two years first before we get into the show what a lot have of have things man. changed have you had changes in your life or, or think a lot of things going on or yeah you well, definitely like was... are i have to say I interrupt you you're you post a lot on your your patreon and your paintings are just like through the roof man thank you so good this batch of paintings you sent me for the the to do on the promo card it's like definitely i think some of your best work Thank you very ever, much. Really ever. That. It's like, it's great. It's excellent. And it's so cool to see you. Like, I don't know. I think I started following you. I don't think you'd been painting a long time, maybe when I first started. No, I mean, following I've always, 
I've always dabbled in like a little bit of every medium, right. but I never really found one to stick with and right. kind of pursue. And I feel like once I found the perfect recipe, we'll right. call it like a recipe because I don't just do paint. You know, it's, it's a little bit of this. I draw, I airbrush, yep. I'll do some acrylic paint, oil yep. paint, like, you know, all, all kind just to make whatever image I'm trying to make. I get, yeah, look, I guess. Yeah. I guess. The way it so I was never like a painter, but I've always dabbled. I feel right. like I needed to get, each one of those layers that I put in, I needed to learn how to do that. And then once I figured a trick out, I said, okay, I can use this for that reason. You know, like, right. all right, I can use airbrushing to accomplish this, right. but I could never take it to the full end of it. Cause then I would stop and I get into acrylic painting and then oil right. painting. So I right. take a little bit what I know. And, um, during the process, you know, you're just trying to like take away and to put together things that look right so i just use all my tools that i can yeah that's but, the, yeah it feels always, it feels like you have like uh honed your technique down to where you got yeah. it down now like you figured it I out i know when we were talking early on uh you know it was like you're sort of doing airbrush and then you were you know it's you were like searching still a little bit yeah it seems yeah. like okay. now you're you've got the technique down this weird process that's totally uniquely yours that doesn't look specifically like airbrush or anything. It's it just looks like a uh, uh, one of your paintings. You know, it just looks like you. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So, but that's I guess that's maybe what I was getting at. It's like it's putting it better is that you seem to have like it's all coalesced. Your work is coalesced, and it looks like you are not searching anymore it's more like you've got it down you've got this technique yeah definitely i feel like i definitely have more of that recipe like i was saying down um as much as and you know anybody who's making artwork can say yeah. i have a, a yeah. way of putting it because there's every piece there's that new problem that comes up yeah, that you're piece. never finished with that <laughs> yeah but i feel like you're hon i'm honing my my things there's smaller adjustments or like right. it'll be a mistake that i just leave there and work with it you know because i you know I, I know you paint really intuitively too so mm -hmm. sometimes just the process of starting and however you're you're creating your chaos that leads you to trying to figure out what you're trying to make but now i know i got my bag of tricks that i use right. to cipher through the nonsense to try to find the image you know so right, yeah right. thank you i appreciate the compliment because that i feel like that was like one of my biggest struggles is like not knowing how to do it like i'm not like trained right. a painter you know or trained in any way yeah um but i feel like i put the hours in playing with everything juggling them and then i would see something that worked um there's even times like even now sometimes i'll do something and then i'll be working on a painting like two or three paintings later and i'm like oh i want that effect how did i do that and then you almost have to look at your old painting and say oh, what yeah. did i do Cause now I'm using, you know, eight different techniques and I'm like, Oh, what did I do for there? Was that this? Was that that? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't like anything to look too much. Like I, I don't even know how to explain it, but yeah, I, I like there to be a lot of stuff going on, a lot of textures, a lot of meat in there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, um, even from a, not that this is a consideration at all. Cause I know you, I know what kind of painter you are and, and, uh, I, I know that this isn't, a consideration but it is good it's a good way to, it's a good marketing thing too to, to say that, to have a weird series of techniques in order to get your look you know so it's like yeah. when you talk when you talk about your artwork that's that's uniquely you and it's good yeah, and i get 
good to push. I get to use you know, I get to that. use all the hashtags too. You know, when I'm posting yeah. things, I'm an airbrush <laughs> artist, I'm a sketcher, I'm an acrylic painter, I'm an oil painter. You know, <laughs> got to get in that algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 I appreciate it, man. That's a nice compliment coming yeah. from you. That's great. Uh, so, have you? Uh, so yeah. Um, yeah, talk about the new things in, in my life, and then we got yeah. the on, yeah, the sorry. art. But um, yeah, no, I'll tell you. Um, I know you recently got a new dog. We got a new dog. Um, and we got oh, a, a cool. pit bull. We rescued uh, a pit bull, and uh, she turned. We did one of those DNA tests, so she turned out to be like half of a hound from Mississippi. She was, oh wow! She brought, um, we got her from Don't Bully Us uh, Pit Bull Rescue. So check them out if you're in the area. Where well, what's I live. it called? Don't bully us. Oh, cool! Don't bully us. It's all like pit bulls and stuff like Excellent. that rescue. Um, yeah, she's awesome. We named her Jolene, and she is about a year old, and uh, she's crazy. So. Yeah, I know. That's how uh, ours is. It's like, but she is so. I, you know, you know me. I've had pit bulls all my life. I've had animals yeah. all my life. This dog is so sweet. She is like yeah. the nicest dog. But man, she's got that bully stubbornness in her. I'm like trying. I'm. Cause she's young too. We don't know her age cause she was a stray, but, um, they, okay. they, they said, you know, that when we got her, they said that she was three and a half and then we took her to the vet to get, get a checkup in there. And the guy's like maybe two years, this dog is not okay. three and a half. So she's still young and I'm trying to train her right now. Um, uh, walking to okay. heal, like walk, walking on a leash. And yeah. Stuff? To heal. Yeah. And she walks good, but she pulls and, and it's like, mm she pulls hard she is strong and it's like yeah. you know and it's just a struggle and it's like it's a stubbornness because she's super smart and she knows heel she knows what i want but she just doesn't you know pit bulls are stubborn can be very yeah. stubborn dogs willful you know absolutely <laughs> yeah ours is um yeah i mean i i i i my girlfriend Tess does a lot of the training for the dog. I like to just wrestle with the dog and then she kind of has to do all the, the hard work, uh -huh. but, um, <laughs> she's pretty good. She can like, there's certain main things we started right away. Like go lay down, you know, and no matter what she'll go and lay down because oh, wow. she gets so excited when people come over yeah, and right. like, like beyond like anything I've seen, like she like does that, like, <laughs> like that scream, <laughs> yeah. she shakes, she was piddling, you know, when they do the wow. piddle thing. Yeah. She stopped that, which is awesome because it, it just sucks. You'd have to, we would have people, um, like if you're coming to my house, it'd like meet us outside yeah, because right. we don't want the dog to, you know, piddle on the floor. Um, <laughs> but she's getting better, but yeah, she's, she doesn't have good recall. So like off leash, like we have a big property where I am, but I, we don't like to keep her off the, or have her off the leash because that hound in her, man, she sees a oh, bird yeah. or a squirrel. I mean, she can run and we don't, how would we find her? It's right. just all woods. She could just keep going. So we have a tracker, like we got an Apple tracker for her. Yeah. Uh, I, I just got a tracker. Yeah. Just in case that's, they're really, they're, they're really good. We haven't had to use it, but when you have one and then you leave, I don't know that you're, it tells you that you've left her behind. Does yours do that? No, I, I don't know like, because I haven't hooked mine up yet. I just literally got it a couple of days ago. Cause we, you, so you'd like you would like put a name to it. So we named it Jolene. That's the name of the dog, like the song or whatever. It's like uh -huh. favorite song, girlfriend's favorite song. And, um, <laughs> That's a good one. so like it's on her collar. And then, so when we leave, we leave the house, we, when we don't bring her, we're like driving down the street and it'll tell you, you'll get a notification in case, you know, cause the Apple tracker is telling you that 
something is left behind and it comes up and it says jolene has been left behind and it's like oh let's turn around let's not go out we got we left her it's like makes you sad i hate leaving her behind that's so funny but yeah so but she's she's crazy man when they get the zoomies like yeah it's like a 60 second of you know fuel that you if they could harness that i know the planet and never have to worry about anything yeah have crazy energy we we ended up we got a pit bull and then we got a a pug oh yeah yeah and they're like they're awesome they're so funny yeah yeah hilarious and they're best friends and they like play and then she's super tolerant she'll let she bites her face and she doesn't care she's super super gentle dog but they they um it's so funny when they do she gets crazy and does the zoomies all around the yard and it's just like it's crazy it's madness uh, and the pug keep up is it keep- yeah, yeah 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 it's really funny yeah he runs fast actually because um, we have our other dog is an english bulldog so it's kind of like a bigger pug right like a meatball right, yeah, but yeah. With face. and um so when jolene's doing zoomies around the house Leia would just like watch her you know what i mean like that's <laughs> like, that's her participating because she can't keep up you know yeah. Actually, yeah, the, the day of the show, um, it, the, uh, up at the, the Skull and Snake Gallery on 26th, um, is the day of my dog's 11th birthday. So she'll turn 11 the same day. So I'm going to be oh, missing wow. her birthday. Right? So I'll have to celebrate with her when I come back. Yeah, she won't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'll call her. I'll, I'll, I'll hide something in the house. For her. But yeah, man, dogs are the best, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially the bully breeds, man. They're so yeah. cool. Yeah, all dogs are amazing, though. They're so cool. Um, it's weird, you know, when we had our our our, our dogs just kind of dropped off one by one. We've had, had all these dogs, and it's like, yeah. and then when there's no dogs, it just feels so weird. It's like... I can't imagine. Yeah, on one hand, it's like, oh, there's nothing. I don't have to think about anything. But then it's like, it just feels empty. It just feels yeah. empty, like there's something missing. And I've always had it pets and dogs or cats or whatever as long you know from a time i was a little kid and we've all, we've just never had a had a dog or a cat um so it's it's like i don't know it's just part of part of my life but yeah dogs are amazing amazing everyone yeah, we, should have we keep, we keep telling the um the bulldog that she's not allowed to die she has to live forever i know you know 11 is pretty old man like we just had her at the vet the other day and um, the vet's like, you know, how old is she? You know, 11. Or I guess she was able to do the math from the chart or whatever. She's like, oh, she's turning 11. And she's like, yeah, you don't normally see bulldogs, you know, living like this old. Or she said she's really good looking for her age. So hopefully she's got plenty of years left, right? Because yeah. you don't even start thinking about that. But I know, I know. I do carry her up the steps because I just don't want her to have to, you know, strain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So- yeah, so we have to pick her up and put her put her places, but she's okay. She could do it if she wanted to, but I think once we started carrying her, <laughs> she knew that she knew it was an option. So now it's funny. Like she'll walk up to the step and then like look back at you, and she'll <laughs> stay there. Like sometimes we're just like, all right, we're not ready to go to sleep. You know, it's like seven o'clock, and she'll be like, let's go, let's go, guys, and she'll stand there and she'll wait for you. Yeah. She's like, I ain't so you yeah. gotta pick her up. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. That's they'll do that. So, uh, uh, any other exciting news in your, in your life since, uh, I mean, you know, we bought the house, we've got a dog, new house, new dog. 
you know, the, the first couple of years or the, at least the first couple months of the year that we bought the house, we're doing like a bunch of, you know, house stuff, you know, fixing things, painting things, yeah. all that stuff. So that was, that was, uh, it takes up a lot of time. Um, we built a chicken coop. So now we got a bunch of chickens. So that was like an ongoing process to cool. build a, a chicken How do the dogs coop. do with the chickens? You got to keep them well, separate, the, right? Yeah, they're kind of separate. The chickens have like one side of the house and then they can go under the deck and then like the other, then the property's got a fence and then the dogs go on the other side. So they don't interact basically. They can see each other, but they don't, you know, they yeah. don't occupy the same area. So they're good. But Jolene, the pit bull, she, you know, anytime they're out there making noise, she wants to get over there. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know what she would do. I mean, I, I, I like that she just wants to play with them, but she would probably eat them all. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. The way she chases anything that moves. I mean, I know we, she, that's in her nature. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We have squirrels and oh, yeah. Man, squirrels like are... she goes crazy. And, and, uh, it's, yeah, like, like you said, it's in their nature. You know, that's what that's, it's in their DNA to, to hunt even small animal. um earlier today i had the tv on just uh, you know doing like tattoo drawing stuff for work and i had the tv on the background and men in black 2 was on and uh, um there's this there's a scene where in the beginning of the movie there's like this little worm thing that's like crawling around and there's a dog in the movie barking at it mm -hmm. even that sets her like off she jumped down and she's looking at the screen and she's barking at the screen she wants to get the thing that the dog's barking so i guess they're probably you know talking i guess right right dogs bark they're, they're saying something so she wanted to participate and she <laughs> wanted to get that worm thing too but yeah i mean certain certain tv shows like does your dog react to the tv at all yeah 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 especially if it's another dog it's so weird yeah other dogs or even like birds flying mm -hmm. she'll see it and she goes and she's like on the screen that any kind of animal like that or um certain cartoons like <laughs> she hates like people being colorful i guess you know right. she, does, she doesn't know what that is right that freaks her out like that i put that there was some cartoon show on or whatever like rick and morty or something and she didn't like it like ground and barking at the screen right, right? yeah baby yeah. girl baby girl would do that when there was like people fighting on tv oh, she didn't and like stuff the yeah and like that yeah it's a trip it's weird because you, you're not sure how much they're aware of but they're i think they're aware of more than you think you know no i wonder what they think like because they think it's real because they're yeah. obviously interacting but it's like there's this real world in this box yeah. that like isn't <laughs> it's, it's weird to think what they would think of seeing it. like hey do, yeah. do, do you remember on the on men in black too do you remember the, the the alien that looked like howard stern do you remember that part where it's like an alien where it looks like howard stern tall? yeah really tall? and they pull his they he's got like a big mass of hair like howard stern used to look and then they pull I think he pulls his wig off and it's like a little. And tiny he's got a hand. little face. Yeah. Yeah. I did that guy. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Yeah. It's actually at the scene. Yeah. They're like in the basement. There no, there's three of them. Yeah. And they're undercover and then they all take right. off the disguise. So you did his head. His yeah, little face that head. was my, my oh, character. Cool. Yeah. Right um, on. That's cool. And uh, didn't you do, I think, did you do a guy? Yeah. I remember you talking to somebody else about the working on that movie too. Men yeah, Black I did, too. yeah. I did that pret, this thing called the pretzel guy that they didn't even use. Okay, so it wasn't on screen. No, but it wasn't uh, the third one. Okay, uh, Men in Black Three. They finally used it. I I wasn't working on it, but they it was all in storage, and uh, you could see it walking through the airport. I guess in one scene, like a background guy. Yeah, yeah. So it was um, good. Good that it got used. It's just amazing. It's like they totally. I was like, here, make this creature. 
do whatever and i made it to maquette got approval and then they're like okay go ahead and just make it and so i got to sculpt it and then you hand it off to the mold guys they mold it they hand it to the foam department they run the foam bring it back to me i get to paint it and it was like no one it was so, so great <laughs> it's like it's so rarely like that in the in the uh, effects where it's just like you kind of get left alone that's why i liked um getting background characters because there's no no one really gave a shit if it's a background character they didn't yeah. have to look a specific way yeah or or nobody cares like the director doesn't really <laughs> care you know they yeah. know that rick baker's doing the effects so they're gonna look good and then like you know rick will approve things and then they just let you go and it's like it's it was such a rare thing for it to be like that but especially um, a movie like that too like there's literally like what 500 background aliens so yeah. if they were <laughs> if they had an opinion about every single one they would never yeah, i guess be they, able to, yeah oh. they couldn't it was like that on planet of the apes too they just were like making orangutan background mask i'm like sure i put my headphones yeah. on sculpt a mask that's fun. so much the, fun the, it was so much good fun. days at work yeah the good old days um are you, are you still at the same place yeah i'm still at Valhalla artworks in berlin um still tattooing full-time cool. as well as painting so i i usually i split my day I, I i'm an early riser so i wake up in the morning and i'll paint what time you wake up well nowadays um anywhere from like five to seven mm-hmm. you know i i allow myself to just wake up whenever naturally oh, i do really? so yeah it depends on i guess just how tired i am or what time i went to sleep but um i used to when i when we first moved in this house like two years ago i was setting my alarm to get up at five Mm -hmm. so i would i would make myself get up i was waking up at five o'clock without my alarm and then i started sleeping a little later so i waking up at 5 30 and 6 and i said no no it's cutting into my painting time so i would set an alarm and actually start waking up and i did that too for like a year right every like seven days a week waking up paint from five to eight and then i would get ready to go to work and then work all day you know what i mean right and then like a year went by and i guess from like the lack of sleep i i was i didn't even realize it but i i was like turning into like an asshole man like a mean person my i had a real short fuse like obviously not like i wasn't like a mean person yeah, right like yeah. i don't think I'd be mean if i if i tried to mean for like, you <laughs> mean for me but i was like real short like why like you got to drink that like you know like I, everything was bothering me right you know? irritable. Um, yeah dude irritable beyond just like a bad day irritable and i was just like really kind of irritated with everything and it was weird and i was like i couldn't figure out what it was and then i started sleeping in just a couple more hours so i, I turns out you need sleep oh to, yeah <laughs> you need it it's important Holy, and you know i'm getting a little getting older now too so you know five hours of sleep constantly day after day after day after day it wasn't good so yeah so now i sleep in i sleep into like six or seven now so <laughs> but yo it's completely different so like if anybody's having trouble being being a short fuse just get an extra hour of sleep oh yeah but, I, um, I gotta get eight man it's like i eight. i always heard the older you get you the less sleep you need but it's not it hasn't been true for me like when I was younger, I could, I could do the four or five hours sleep if I needed to, uh, you know, especially yeah. if I was like on a crunch, but I can't do it anymore, man. Cause it's like, I never wake up. That's the thing yeah. with me. It's like, when I don't get enough sleep, I just, the, all, the, all day, I feel like I'm in a fog and I'm not quite awake and I'm just tons of caffeine trying to wake up and it just does not, 
work. So I, ha I have to will, maintain kind of like a routine and get to get. Will you wake up if someone's waking you up or are you like a zombie? Like, are you, um, you can't, I can't wake up. I mean, yeah. but no, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll set an alarm and you know, are you a snoozer? Oh yeah. I snooze. Like how many snoozes you set it like every three minutes. I, I think it's 15 minutes in between intervals or 10 minutes or something, but I was, you and know, does that, does that help? I, I, my girl test test, my girlfriend test does that too. And she'll like, she'll snooze and then snooze and then snooze. I'm like, either get up or sleep for another it's, hour. Like, dude, it's like if, that. if, if I'm less than eight hours and I, and I, cause sometimes I push it, I'll, I'll try and wake up and then I'll just snooze. And, and it's almost like you snooze until you get enough sleep. And then, I'm, and then you'll finally wake up before you hit the snooze the next time. Yeah, and like trickle three or four times. <laughs> a couple more Z's in there. <laughs> nah, man, it's even like when, when she, um, like when her alarm goes off, she has to wake up and she starts her snoozing, you know, streak or whatever. The first one I'm up. Like if, if I wake up, that's it. And oh, that's I lay how, there. Yeah, that's how my wife is too. It's like, that's, that's. I pretend that I'm going to go back to sleep, but after like laying there for 20 minutes with my eyes closed, I'm like, I might as well get up and be productive. Right, and right. I'm waking up whenever, you know? Yeah, no, so, I'm, I sleep like a rock. I'm like, uh, I, if, if I take a nap, in the day, like if I take like a 10 minute nap and fall asleep and I really wanted like a 30 minute nap, if I wake up after 10 minutes, I can't, I can never, I've, I don't think I've ever woken from a nap and gone back to napping. It's like, I can't, it's just, I'm awake, but, but not when I'm normal sleep, I'm just out. Yeah, no, as soon as anything, I mean, if the cat could jump on the bed and if it wakes me up, like as soon as my eyes open, that's it. That's how Lisa like, is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I I can't remember the last time I got eight hours, man. You, you yeah. said you need eight hours every day. That's <laughs> awesome. Like, I can't think of a time I got eight hours of sleep. Like, <laughs> and, yo, I've not um, recently just cut out all caffeine because oh, I, wow. I got, yeah, I got like my first migraine I ever had in my life. Oh, that's um, brutal. It was brutal, man. It lasted five days. I had to go to the hospital. Oh they my gave me, God. They gave me a needle on my butt and they gave me medicine. Yeah. That's I mean, funny finally, too, because I, my, my wife also, she's always had issues with sleeping and she used to have migraines like that. Like, Did she get them regularly? Not super regularly, but regular enough to where it was a thing. You know, it's, it's, I, they've kind of gone away at this point. But, that's good, man. Yeah. If you would have asked me, so this happened like a couple of weeks ago. If you would ask me like a month ago, have you ever had a migraine, Dan? I would have said, yeah, I get them from time to time. No, this was the first migraine I've ever had. And it was different. Like I thought I knew what it was saying. Right. Oh, migraine. Oh, it's a bad headache. No, this was, I don't even know words can explain it. Wow. So now people tell me they get migraines. I have nothing but like the biggest sympathy. Yeah. For them. yeah the, you, the you can do the, like, the sometimes you, it affects your vision and you everything. get tunnel vision. You get like nauseous. Yeah. Sick. And I had the chills. I was waking because I couldn't sleep. I would like fall asleep and then I wake up and the headache was still there to wake up with the headache is the worst. Oh, Dude, yeah. I was just, I was going into the shower and just standing in the hot water. That's the, and like run on my head. And it was the only thing that gave me relief. And as soon as I got out, it would come back. Wow. And um, so we just had like, I had like 30 wet towels in the shower because I was taking a hundred showers a day. Damn. It was the only thing that was helping me. Um, but yeah, so. So did the ca that, quitting caffeine help? Well, I, because it was so bad, I didn't know what it was. So I just cut everything out. I was like, I don't, anything that could cause a headache, I don't want to ever have a migraine ever again wow. you know what i mean like yeah. it was that bad it's like scared me straight you know what i mean like if i had an issue so now scared it's been straight like, from caffeine it's true caffeine 
<laughs> yeah. So no, I do. I drink decaf now. It's a, uh, it's quite a problem because my girl still wants caffeine. So now we have to make two separate pots. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. <laughs> now it's like a race who can get to the coffee maker first to get their coffee in there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, no caffeine, but man, it's like, I'm hopefully your, your, uh, Lisa doesn't have migraines anymore. Did anybody who says it now? I, yeah, no, no, I, I talked to did. my, no, I talked to my clients while I'm tattooing them and I, you know, telling them I'm like, Oh, this bad experience. I got all migraine. And I had this uh, girl in my chair the other day and she's like, yeah, I get them like 15 days out of the month. I get migraines. And I'm like, I, I feel like an ass for trying to complain that I had something bad. Yeah. Like this person <laughs> deals with them every other day right. and they get like injections daily or, you know, or yeah. weekly or whatever yeah. the medicine is. And yeah. I never knew so many people struggle with it and I didn't know how bad it was, but yeah, fl- it makes flashing me like, lights. Sometimes they're crazy. Migraines are insane. Like real yeah, it migraines. makes my heart race just thinking about having another one. Like also, I don't ever, yeah. <laughs> also, ever pe- again. Also, people say they have migraines when they don't really have migraines. That's well, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that right, was right, me. Right. I, w- I would have said, yeah, I've had yeah. migraines, you know, because I've had a bad headache that I feel, you know, I can't do anything. It's yeah. a headache so bad that I can't do anything. Right. That's not a migraine. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole. That's <laughs> a bad headache, yeah. you know. But uh, I hope I never get another one, but. At least I got medicine now. If I they gave me something, if I get another one, you take it. Hopefully, it helps. But oh, good, good. Yeah, but no, so no, no more caffeine. So, and I still wake up, you know. So I thought maybe that was like the reason why I was waking up too. Like, oh, I'll cut out caffeine. Maybe I'll sleep more. Maybe I'll get them Chetzar eight hours that I need. But uh, you know, <laughs> sleep. But no, it doesn't didn't work. I still wake up the same time. But yeah, that's where I'm doing all my painting, man. So it's um a little bit every day. I find you get a lot of work done. Like that's there's cool. not like a I'm not like sitting there for all day painting. It's right. just doing like two hours every day. At the end of the week, I have like a finished painting or half of a finished painting. That's band great. Yeah, I mean, you 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 do it how you have to do it. You know, yeah, it's you like it if if you want it bad enough, you can figure out how to make it work. I was doing that, but I was doing it after work and weekends. Like it's staying up late when I was starting my yeah. career. It was always, cause I was, I've always been a night person. I've never been a morning sure. person and I'm trying to be a morning person. I'm trying to train myself and I, I've gone through periods where I can do it and I love it. I love getting up early. Um, someone was just telling me the other day that, uh, the, the best time that some, some reputable meditation guy was saying the best time to meditate was between five and 7 AM for some cosmic reason or something so it's okay. like there's definitely a vibe in the morning you know it's everything's waking up yeah. everything all the energy is turning from you know that nocturnal mode maybe yeah. to like let's get it going let's get it started but it's maybe still quiet you know it's still quiet because yeah. because it's waking up that's why i like nights though because it's like same thing everything was dead <laughs> you know it's all nice and quiet <laughs> no one's gonna call yeah. you or bug you or anything it's a little bit calmer, less, yeah, yeah. less chatter, less, Peaceful. you know, less energy moving around. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we moved out. I'm like way in South Jersey where it's like, there's nothing but cornfields and cows. There's cornfields like, and cows in South Jersey. I'm not familiar with New Jersey. Yeah, man. Too it's much, really. yeah. Half of the state is like farm. It's the garden state. They say, right. That's yeah, like, the I, name. I never really thought about it. I didn't, I never knew. Oh that. yeah. No, big time, big time. That's why when people say they're from South Jersey, it's they say it because they're not don't confuse me with north jersey north right. jersey is like new york city right you know right, what i mean right. and it's it's real pop populated and there's a lot of you know that kind of stuff but um south jersey is like the rodeo 
farm equipment. Wow. Like, yeah, dude, I don't have neighbors. We have cows as neighbors. Like you can hear them mooing <laughs> at night. How far is um, your, your shop that you work at? Oh, I got a commute, man. I got my commute is like 45 minutes now. Oh, okay. From work. That's, so, that's me, normal for LA. And that's like yeah. a good commute for LA. Cause mine Cause, was like 45 to an hour when I worked. Yeah. It's not that bad. I was driving like a half hour. So I just consider now I drive 15 minutes more. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't sound that long, but yeah, 45 minutes, but like I'm driving 45 minutes, like going the speed limit. Okay, it's not yeah. like no traffic. So I am a far distance. Right. It's like 30 miles or something that I go, but I'm able to do it quickly because there's nobody around. But yeah, I was I was getting the mail the other day at the end of our driveway and a car just happened to be driving by and they stopped and they're like, do you know who owns the farm down there? And I was like, no, no. And I was like, why? Oh, there's a cow loose in the street. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that's where we live. We live out there. It's but like the reason I'm telling you that is because what you're talking about in the morning and the energy and that like that static, like it's true. I mean, we you feel that we when we were looking for a house like we moved from an area where there was a lot of people, a lot of traffic, you know, very densely populated spot. And then to come out here in the cornfields, like you can see so far, I feel mm -hmm. like your eyes are stretching. Like you can really get that and there's no one around. So like, I don't know, like you walk a little taller and it's just, the energy is so much, so much cleaner. So you, cleaner yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So you've adapted well to it. It wasn't some huge shock to you or is it something you were like, you know, some people you hear move out to the country and they're like, oh man, I thought it was going to be different. I, you know, uh, oh no, it's you're just alone. There ain't nothing out here. And, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's, yeah. that's, and you like me that. and my girlfriend, me and my girlfriend are kind of homebodies anyway. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. can relate being an artist and totally. you just at home all the time. Yep. So we don't go out anyway. That's, I, so, I always think about that. I could move somewhere like that. It's just, I've yeah. got family. I, my, I got grandkids. I don't want to move away from them, but I could move sure. anywhere pretty much because yeah. I never go anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, and you're producing. You have yeah. your your job with you at all times. Right, you know right, I mean? absolutely. Yeah, so we like it. Um, it's exactly what we thought. It's just that you know, you got to kind of figure out like if you need stuff. Like you have to drive wherever you're going. So whenever you do go out, you got to make it worthwhile. You know, right. hit all the stores that you need stuff. Don't forget the dog food when you're out. So when you come back, right. you don't have to go out. There, Is there so. issues with del deliveries or anything? Uh, no, man. I mean, like Amazon will deliver. We got, you get Amazon delivered all the time. You know what I mean? They're always, that's great. All, every day. I feel like they're at the door. What about <laughs> ship, did shipping paintings is the post office. You have a post office near you or is that like, there is a post office. It's, it's probably like, you know, five, 10 minutes away. It's a small little, like the room I'm in now is like a bedroom, a standard bedroom. So like I, that's, yeah. That's like when, it, when you walk in the door, it's like that big. And you there's probably I mean? so, no no lines really you have to wait in or anything. Yeah, no. That's Although great. it is funny story. I, I The last time I was there, I, I try to like get to know the people that work there, mm -hmm. especially if you, like, you know, so you have a good rapport with them. But like if I'm shipping a box and there's like, you can tell me, oh, if you ship it this way, it's cheaper. You know what I mean? Like right. I want them to care about what yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah, to do. Yeah. You know, not give a shit. And um, so I was talking to a lady and apparently there's like – um. I don't know if it's like a rehab house or like a facility for like something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a rehab facility that's down from the post office. And um, she was telling me a story that I guess they, some, they let somebody out and they were making a home in the post office and they were 
not only making it a home, but was making it their bathroom. You know what oh, I mean? No. And, yeah. So like <laughs> the crazy will find you wherever you are. But um, yeah, in that little room and she, cause I was trying to talk to her, you know, Hey, how's it going? What, you know, it's pretty nice around here. And she, she had literally just come off of cleaning that up. Oh, that no. <laughs> and she was kind of like, tell me about it. And I was like, Oh, I thought your job was easy. I didn't know you had to do that. And she was like, I told the owner never again. You know? <laughs> give you one time i'll do it but she was a nice but yeah um just shipping from there that's that's it i mean pretty easy or you know if they're local just have them pick it up at the tattoo studio where i work that's always the nicest thing you know right. they can just take well you're near, you're near a lot of if, big cities kind of too you know I'm yeah i mean i mean you're you know probably 45 minutes Coast. from philly right yeah i mean that's, that's like you know if someone from philly buys a piece they can you know they might rather come and pick it up or something or meet you at your tattoo yeah, shop like or something you know yeah yeah i just had um the first i mean i've been shipping stuff for a while um and i've never had anything damaged i actually just shipped the first thing i ever shipped to australia it got there and the guy messaged me he's like it's damaged oh, and um no. yeah and now so I, expensive I had to too right Dude, and I had insurance for it and everything, and um, that's like a pain in the ass. Oh, like I, it's not easy. It's like, almost easier to paint a new painting. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I think realistically, they wanted. I filled out the whole form, and um, I guess he filled out a form too. And then they they contacted me and said that the case was closed because they wanted him to bring the paint piece in to evaluate the damage. Right. But it was for an art show. And I got him to fix it for me. He took photos of the damage. What had happened was, I guess something pushed, something was on the, probably something heavy was on the face of the painting and it pushed it out of the frame, oh, right? yeah. And I used little staple things, that little staple gun that shoots the staple sideways right. to hold, because I paint on um, board, like uh -huh. a masonite board, and to put in the frame. And it pushed it out of the frame and then it was sitting on the staples on the face of the painting oh, so no. while it was moving it was moving around and it like wore away all every place that i stapled oh, it no. so so the damage was all around the outside which it could always be worse right something could have yeah messed yeah. up the center of it so it was an easy fix for him i mean i haven't seen the painting but it, the show had started so i guess he fixed it um but that was the only time i ever mailed anything that got damaged so yeah. have you ever had to go through damaged shipping or anything like that surprisingly i nothing comes to mind as like a major damage yeah. thing one time i shipped um what was it it was something it was in a box and it was heavy and it, what was it it was all like loose god i can't remember what it was like buttons or something some merch okay. thing and it was really heavy and um the the they i think that when it arrived it was just a piece of the box with the address on it oh no <laughs> like the whole rest of the box and i tried to find it it was through uh the post office and probably a sorting machine or something just it like ripped it yeah, apart ripped it. It, it was too, it's i realized it was too it was just too much weight and just the box you know if you're gonna do something like that you should have like a box within a box sure you know and maybe have it you know, now anything of value, I always put the uh, uh, an insert inside with the address and email and all that. 
smart yeah, always i always ship that now um any any originals uh, i'll put the just in case the label gets ripped off or something there's a, there's yeah. something inside because if the label gets ripped off and there's no info in there how are they going to contact you it's like they have I no idea you know that's an or if the label gets scraped up or something there's no one unless they're a dark unless they're a dark art fan and they take the box and they say, <laughs> what are oh, the shit, chances of that? Original. And then, then you ain't seen it again. You would never seen that one again. Oh, lucky me. Look, I don't know whose this is. Mine. Take home with me. Yeah, but I've had good luck. I know it's like, I know people complain about USPS, but I've had really good luck with them. I've got, I get, you know, I've gotten prints damaged before, but okay. prints are no big deal. Do you deal. roll them up or rolled up? No, I do them flat. I haven't, I, I have not. I've, I roll posters up, but the prints, because the paper is like nice art paper and it's easy to scratch the surface to where there's like a mark, you know, it's, it's very subtle, but if, but it doesn't take the ink off, but it makes a mark. And okay. I suppose you could, you know, you do the tissue paper and roll it, but I just prefer to ship them flat. And, um, I just do two pieces of corrugated cardboard inside and then this big flat real thin uh uh box and yeah and, sandwich uh, yeah and uh and that general i almost i hardly ever get damaged but when i do if it's like some if it really got bent i just the person contacts me and i just have them tear it in half and send me a picture to prove that they destroyed it because, uh, and then, and then, re and then that i just one. send them the same numbered print uh, so they can use their certificate from the original certificate of authenticity. And there's not two of the same numbers floating around, you know, <clears throat> but that's, nope. that's just, I print my own stuff. So it's, it's not a big deal to send another print, a paper print, you know? Yeah, actually I'm, they, um, I'm, I have something by the, the, I, the door right now I have to ship out and it's funny. There's so many synchronicities like at a time, whenever, whenever I start seeing them, they pop up everywhere. Remember that was, I think, the first Dark Art Society group show mm -hmm. that you had, that you did. I, th I think it was a cop row, correct? Mm -hmm. um, and I mailed out a piece. It was like, and I don't know if you remember, you've seen a lot of stuff through the years, but it was in a frame and I had sculpted a guy on the top of the frame mm -hmm. that was the guy in the picture, right? Right. And it was like this ornate frame. And when I shipped it out and it was behind glass, because this is when I was airbrushing on Bristol board and doing color pencil mm -hmm. and acrylic paint. So I, I mounted it behind glass. So I have the glass, I have an ornate frame, like a plaster frame. And then I have this sculpture on the top and it was a fairly decent sized thing. So when I, when I packaged that up, I was using like um, pool noodles. I cut them and I would put the pool noodles around yeah. it, and I made this thing crazy and I shipped it out there and it got there. It wasn't damaged. And for the show, and it wound up not selling. So Gary mailed it back and he did an awesome job. You know, he like actually he put it on a board and like taped it or saran wrapped it to a heavy board. So yeah. it wouldn't slide around. Yeah. And then that got packaged right. and it came back undamaged. And fast forward. When was that show? Was that like four years ago yeah, or something like something that? Like, yeah, it was a long time right? ago. Mm -hmm. So that's just been hanging at the wall at the tattoo shop. Someone bought it from California. So I'm mailing it back to california oh, really where they could have just took it off the wall if they were at the show if they wanted it so now dude every time i mail this thing where it gets mailed it gets like more intensely packaged yeah but now so this thing it, the box is 
uh, I, I, I don't know how much it's going to be, uh, you know, to mail this thing, but I'm pretty confident that it's not going to get messed up. Cause I never want to mail it again. Right. You yeah. Keep it forever, whoever <laughs> the guy got it. Um, but coming off the one from Australia that got damaged, it was the day I was making the box to ship this piece. So in the back of my head, I'm like, things are going to be slammed on. You know what I mean? I'm scared that this thing's going to get broken. It's the most fragile piece of art that I have. Right. And it's coming off of, I just found out that a painting got messed up in shipping. So yeah. hopefully it makes it there. But I always think it's funny. Like I mailed it out to California mailed it back to new jersey and then someone bought it from california like <laughs> classic and that's the, it was a dark art society group show you know right so, right full circle yeah. now i'm going to another dark art society you know themed show you right, know right. what it's not a group show i think he's doing it i think dan's doing a group show again though um is he in october i, uh, I don't yeah, want to i i think so i think so yeah i'm pretty sure he may be i don't want to say that he yeah. is and, and not <laughs> misspeak but i you know that'll be cool that was uh that was the show last year that i met him for the first time um but yeah so that was a couple years ago and that piece is coming back to the little california it'd be I, funny if it was someone who's seen it at the show yeah and then just <laughs> buy it you know uh john bainart uh, bainart gallery yeah. in australia yeah i had a show with them and they sh ended up shipping me the the rest of the paintings back and they're in the, the 11 by 14 those weird oval ones where i had those weird frames i made yeah and they did that that's the first time i ever saw that they had like this piece of cardboard i don't know they have this super hard cardboard it's crazy it's yeah. like harder than regular yeah. cardboard it's yeah, really it's almost like wood yeah yeah it's yeah. crazy yeah and they, and they put it flat and then tons of saran wrap and so it was like on a sheet that you couldn't yeah. bend and then they it's put, like a spine yeah, like made yeah. It a spine. right yep. and then they had a box a big box and they all they made it fit to where they all fit like slid in right next to each other and that thing was it was shipped came perfect no problems and it's like i have to ask him about that cardboard because it's like i've never seen cardboard this hard <laughs> it's terrible yeah, it's like an, it's an australian thing yeah. maybe they got like a tree or something to make it out of also did you, have you used a uh, pirate ship did you have you ever heard me talk about pirate ship on here i've heard you talk about it and i made a mental note i should look into that to see if i can get a better you know price and then no i did not okay because <laughs> that's like that's the cheapest way I've found to ship anything international. It's crazy. It's so much. Is it, oh, just international or? Yeah, I don't really use it for uh, in, in the US or Canada. Well, sometimes I'll use it for Canada. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's really, I use, anytime we have an international order, I go to, um, I do it through Pirate Ship because it gives you options too. It'll, it'll give you the cheapest, the best, and, <laughs> you know, with like the most bells and whistles like insurance and all this and it goes be, chooses between you can choose between uh post office and ups and it'll count how great would it be if it choices. gave you the prices it gave you the prices when you're doing but then it also had a description of like how they were going to handle it so like the cheapest <laughs> the cheapest one is like we guarantee no more than three drops the guy's allowed to kick it one time you know and then the price gets higher and higher until like you know you just decide how you want it handled yeah right funny. it's great though next time you got to ship overseas or out of the country you got to try it you got to try it yeah it's i'll great. check it out i, I always like to it. 
I always like to wait way too long before doing something like that and then regret not doing it sooner. <laughs> That's one of my just, favorite moves. Just Dan's way. Check these out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw your post with them, dude. So. They're so cool. <laughs> it's awesome. So they're, they're straight up magnifiers, right? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. They're What's like, the, you know what the power is? Like how many This X? is like two, two X right oh, now. Okay. And it's, um, and it's perfect. They look like they, for they this like little one million. No, yeah, but they've got, I mean, that's the lowest power, and uh, they got all these other ones, oh. and it goes, like, really, really, really close. Uh, that's awesome. Like, 25X or, or something. It's crazy, but... Dude, like, you gotta do, like, like the smallest bucks. painting ever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, how small do you think? I see behind well, that's, you... That's doing... the thing. I, I bought them specifically because I could not get the detail on these little... Th things i'm putting on here on this frame yeah they're little... so cute man i love that that you're sculpting <laughs> those little frames yeah so they're gonna was... fly off the... yeah well then i will i got the glasses and i'm like oh these are work actually works good for the um paintings Paint. too so i'm gonna be you know these are gonna be like my miniature miniature painting glasses they're... and they look awesome i too. know that's the thing it's like the plus. It, it's like set, they were like 17 bucks and they look so cool and high tech. It's really cool. Yeah. Like the, and it's like they, they got lights. They got now, lights are they... and the lights kind of move and you can flip oh, them up. Awesome. When... <laughs> How are they like, do they fall off when you're looking down? Like no, probably they, they come, they also down. come, they come with a strap too. Okay. Yeah. You strap them right onto your head. Yeah. They're just great. I just love them. It's like so I nice did this, when you get something I cheap did this and it works. I did this super small painting for my girlfriend once. Um, you know, like it's like she had this like necklace and it had something like not a, I don't know what it was, but I popped it out. It was probably how big's that? An inch and a half mm -hmm. by like maybe three quarters. It was an oval. Mm -hmm. Like it looked like a fancy frame necklace, like something that she found at like an antique store or something. And I popped it out and I glued on a little piece of canvas and I did a painting for it. And that thing was, you know, like smaller than an egg, like half of an egg. Wow. That's the smallest thing I think I ever painted, but it came out real good because I, you know, put a lot of hours into trying to make it look good. Yeah. So it would look on it. But um, yeah, that would be cool, man. Something like that. I'd love to see like little stamp painting yeah. from me. Who is it? The guy, uh, uh, sugar fueled. You ever heard sugar fueled? His no. name is Michael. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm forgetting your last name. They, they, uh, him and I think his girlfriend have like this business called Sugar Fueled, and they do all kinds of. It's kind of like cute uh, pop surrealism characters and stuff, and okay. they um, they gave me as a gift. They gave me a um, a, a, a little uh, Scrabble thing, a tile, Scrabble a tile. Yeah, yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was the letter Z for Czar, nice. I guess. And uh, and on the back, they painted a little painting of this little cat. And it's like, what a great idea on Scrabble cool. tiles. It's so smart and clever. But that's really small. <laughs> yeah. That's probably like, you know, these are my limit, I think. It's probably like a third of, or, yeah. I mean, quarter that size, yeah. Yeah, like smaller than that is probably about yeah tiny anyway did you ever do any like trading cards or anything because that's what i look at them it reminds me of like oh trading cards you no, put like your uh, you know what, on the back 
It's funny that you mentioned that because someone else hit me up about cards, and then I noticed that Alex Pardee, who I just yeah. had in the podcast, he's doing the. Yeah, that was a good interview. Oh, oh thanks. That yeah, he's great. He's he's easy to interview. He's super super great guy. Um, yeah, and he's done a lot of stuff. I, I was, yeah. I was listening to it, and I knew that you know we were doing this and listening to him. You know his checklist of accomplishments in his life and what he's. I'm like, whoa, this dude is like. I'm going to get on here and talk about my dog. You know what I mean? But yeah, he's kicked ass. Hey, every, every artist's path is totally different, you know? Yeah, it's no, like, he, that's awesome. Happy yeah. for him that he's done so much. It's yeah, awesome. yeah. His work is great, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. And he's, a, yeah. he's, he's you know, uh, a deserving guy, too, I think. He's, like, such a, such a good dude. He's such a, a... Good when good things happen to good people. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's like, uh, good, to, good to root for good people getting good things. Sure. Um, but yeah, so, so it's got me thinking, I've been thinking about cards anyway. And I was like, why don't I do like, you know, just imagine like baseball cards. I, my stuff is suited to that. They're like head and yeah. shoulders portraits. It's like kind of a no brainer. So anyway, it's one of the, one of the things on my list I want to do when I get all this commission work done the list this keeps year. Growing, yeah. I, I think it's a good idea. That would be cool. And it seems like, you know, go, I, I figured that you, you probably, you got the, the work done. You have the, fo yeah, the photos the of everything. Done. Yeah. It's kind of just putting it together at this point. Like the hard work is done. Right. Right. Yeah. But it's also the fun work too. You did the fun work and now they literally have to do the, you know, the labor of putting that together. Yeah. 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 But like, like also a, like a, a card game, like magic, the gathering, like a dystopia card game would be amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you, maybe there's like a tier, a way to do it in like a tier system where like you could do cards with, you know, however you're going to do the back of them or, you know, whatever code that you're putting on each one. And then later when you do your card game, they would work for the game. So oh, it's almost like idea. doing yeah. the game. And you're doing the first step, but what if mm. you never even do the game, they still are cool standalone yeah. cards. That could be cool. That is cool. That's like, I've never played any of those games like Magic, The Gathering. I, either. Like I don't even that. know how to play them. But I... I have some cards though, because I just like art, yeah. you know. And it's like right. you buy and like, oh, these look cool, and you know, you hear people are playing it. Like, I want to, I want to read them. I want to see what they look like. Um, but yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be fun. Yeah, I get a lot of people in my art group on Facebook like trading, doing trades of studies and things they get yeah. in mystery boxes, and yeah. it's kind of cool to see. And it was just seems like based or monster cards would be just so fun next for people thing. to trade and. And I'd imagine they would be a lower price point too. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? So a lot of people would, I mean, if you're, if you're collecting an artist's work and you know that there's something less expensive that you can just throw into the, the your collection, like right. you would want to put it in there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like anytime any artist that, that I know comes out with like a pin, like I, mm. I bought a couple of your pins and mm. Dos Diablos, like, you know, a couple of cool pins, like, yeah, I want it. Like it's only how, how yeah, like right. 40 bucks. Um, like it's an affordable thing. And now yeah. you get to support them and have this cool little trinket yeah of, of the artist so yeah yeah man i think that's a good idea it'd be cool yeah yeah i'm definitely gonna do it because people keep mentioning cards to me it's like okay okay i get the i get the message universe i'll, I'll start working on cards you don't have to tell well, me I, more than three i look times. behind i'm looking behind you it looks like you're already doing it you're already <laughs> starting <laughs> you're drawing cards i mean these are kind of like cards in a way they're just like but they're that's what i mean it looks just like it. Yeah, yeah perfect yeah. Uh, so talk, let's talk about your, 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 your show coming up. Like what, what's, uh, your, the pieces for the show was there, how did you approach this? Where was there like, uh, 
more of a theme than usual or is it kind of like uh you know because there's like shows i've done it's either been i'm just doing whatever and they all kind of go together and that's the show which is fine and then there's like oh, i'm going to choose a theme and i'm going to paint to the theme which is also fun in its own way so which and there's probably yeah. other ways of doing it but what what, what there, how did you approach the show i don't think the show really was like themed up when it was kind of suggested or like talked about, you know, would you be interested in doing an art show with, you know, other people? Um, I just, you know, I'm just constantly painting and making more things and they, they tend to all look like they're in the same mm -hmm. theme. You know, you know what I mean? Yep. Some of them vent, some of them might go in one direction or the other, but I feel like they all definitely look um, like they belong in the same universe at least. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, no theme, no, I didn't try to do anything now knowing after I saw um, Dan made up a flyer and it's like our three, you know, Lewis's Michael's and mine's yeah, artwork. Cool flyer. And it's actually, if you look close in the flyer, that's the gallery, the, the, the picture oh, right. of the house. Okay, yeah. There's like a green beam going up. Yeah. Occasionally I'll do like that glowing green, you know, I, I it's a cool color. It's like the alien color. Yeah. Um, in the painting. And um, after I saw that, I'm like, Oh, maybe I, if I can, I'm going to try to get, finished a couple more green glowing pieces oh cool so i've actually kind of turned a little bit into green glowing stuff since i seen the flyer and i was able to do i got one i got painting that i'm ready to varnish i got two that um oil glazing and i'm drawing one so like they all kind of have a green element to it so i'm trying to pump up the amount of green that mm -hmm. i have i guess <laughs> but um I mean, it's it's not like I was painting for months thinking about the theme of the show. Right, um, right. It was just you know I think all three of us our artwork it just makes sense that you put us together because all yeah. of us make little creatures and these little oh, guys totally. these, for sure. these you know um, just put them on put all those weirdos together and make a theme out of what they already do. So right. you know you know we just all look what, that it works what, that right yeah what I notice um, about these batch of uh, you sent me like 14 pictures i think um yeah this batch of paintings i know we talked about it on the last uh, uh when you're on the podcast last time and we were discussing whether they're aliens what are they are they and it's like we and we sort of or you settled on you were kind of like they're more like entities it's not yeah. necessarily aliens but they are kind of it's like they're more, which is more of a broad term where it could be entities or it could be aliens but it could also be some other weird life form or something and creatures subconscious yeah yeah and it's like <clears throat> i see uh with this batch you sent me i definitely feel like you know your uh your uh language art language is like you've got these things that look like you know so anyone would see it and go oh that's an alien yeah. And then it goes all the way to maybe the other side that it's like, it looks more like some weird entity, <laughs> like some like yeah. spiritual other world, other dimensional being that doesn't necessarily look like a, a space alien. Yeah. You know I mean, it's I mean? fun to do like a gray, you know what I mean? Like an alien gray is fun. <laughs> you know, it's cool. You know what I mean? yeah, but yeah. if I'm not trying to produce like a gray alien, they tend to all look like there's some they're like in a family or they're yeah they're just kind of they're kind of mutated but they're not grotesque 
they're kind of formed out of each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what I was explaining last time, what I think they are, because I'm not deciding what they are before I make them. It's very intuitive. Like I kind of just, you're just like digging your way through whatever mess that you've started with. And then Mm -hmm. you start to find something and kind of just, you know, work with that, what you're seeing. And then at the end you found it kind of, you know, so they're already there when you start. And you just have to find them. They're like yeah. hidden. And a lot of time I'll be looking at them and trying to figure out what it might mean, you know, because the meaning's not there because I didn't even know what it was going to be. Right. And um, I guess they're just like different, like sometimes I can't even put, put a finger on it, but like they're all formed from the result of the thing that's with it. So like they're all interactive in a way where if one's a little guy, you know, growing off the shoulder his face is usually by the ear and he can kind of hand, like he's got an arm that's, that's manipulating the other guy. It just seems like organically things when they're, when they grow together, they have this symbiotic relationship that they almost rely on each other also. Mm, So interesting. Yeah. I don't think that they're aliens all the time. Now for this show, I definitely painted a couple aliens. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Straight up. I was like, let's do some some ET grays because I think people will like that, you know. Have, um, have you noticed any uh more interest since all this UAP stuff has come out and the because alien because uh you know more people talking to me about aliens, right? Like <laughs> I feel like anytime people like say my regular clients or the people I work with, and anything's on the news or there's a whistleblower that's talking about aliens, like like Hey, Dan, you see the alien thing? Like, like they want to have that conversation. And so it's, it's cool because now it's not me talking to them about aliens. Right. And being like, all right, all right, Dan, the pyramids, we get it, you know, but they're coming to me. So that's, and that's you're cool. like, so Oh, I, you want to talk about aliens now? Yeah. Huh? yeah. Oh, I guess we can if, <laughs> if we have time, you know? but yeah, it's cool. I think we're in a cool, exciting time, right? Like, cause you yeah. can't, deny that people are getting footage of stuff right whether it's us whether it's china or you know they admitted they admitted the government does not admit something uh willy-nilly that they you know and they admitted there are things they don't know what they are but they are well you you had to because if you don't admit it now you're literally lying and if we can you're lying to us. No one likes anybody to get, you know, if you're a liar, you're a liar. Then we're going to lose all respect of right. anything you tell. So I think they knew that you couldn't, they couldn't uh, blue book it anymore. You know what right. I mean? They couldn't hide it or say it was, Oh, that's swamp gas over there. You know, yeah. no, it's, it's so pretty crazy, obvious, man. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. All the, all the news. I have people, they'll send me emails with links, like my clients, like, Dan, check this out, you know, <laughs> and I'm watching them, you know, I'm opening it up, you know, like, I hope this is some kind of weird virus, but I'm watching, it'll be worth it. I think, you know, whatever it ends up being, I, my feeling is that it's probably, uh, you know, of course it's just, you know, messing around and talking, who knows, sure. but, um, the idea of them coming from space seems so unlikely to me. It seems so much more likely that it would be some kind of like dimensional thing. Yeah. Like alternate well, dimension even, or coming through a portal of a dimension or something like that. Folded space, some kind of weird science stuff. Yeah, yeah man. Like, and But like, even if they were coming from really far distance, I think that's how they would have to travel is by coming in through a dimensional right. portal, right? Like, right. Like, I don't think that, and this is my opinion, if you're traveling a hundred million light years, I don't think you're stopping and getting gas and filling up and getting snacks. You're not making the journey. Right. You know what I mean? You're just kind of, you're there. Right, so right. Like, however they 
however they move, I'm sure it's something that we can't even fathom. You know, check this out though. Check this idea out. Okay. Yeah. So they don't. <laughs> I uh, I was listening. I think I heard this on this. Uh, there, I listened to this really good um, podcast this, uh, about with this interview, this guy, Andrew Gallium, I think. And he okay. is some kind of brain neuroscience, computational neuroscientist or something. He's like a legit scientist guy. And yeah. he works with the brain. Yeah, yeah. He knows all about how the brain works. And he helped develop this new way of administering DMT as a drip so that they can make okay. the you know dmt trips last five to ten minutes usually and yeah. they can make it like an hour and then they can pull someone out of it if it gets too bad like it, it's really controllable they do it through some iv drip and so there's yeah, it's, it's called ministered like, medical yeah. procedure yeah it's called and and so these things they're doing it's called dmtx i think if you look okay. up dmtx it's really interesting anyway but uh so it was on this podcast called concrete with a k um the uh interviewer di didn't really seem like he was really that informed but the guy he, who was interviewing was really smart and um he w was talking about how um dmt i'm not going to describe this well he's talking about how like everything we see is a is a is the result of a model that our brain has created of reality yes. and um you know there you're not seeing anything the thing that's interpreting everything is in is enclosed in a black box where no light gets in which is your brain you know it's like everything's being interpreted through your eyes and and touch and the and the all these like devices your ears your nose your senses Sensory. yeah your senses it's like the thing that's inter that's interpreting it is not actually directly it. interacting with it. It's all going through this filter. And okay. so his point about um, these beings that people see when they, when they um, take DMT is that he's like, you know, and he's, he's not like he has, he's, I like that he didn't have, feel like he had the answers and this is it. He's more like, wants to know he's like trying to figure it out and um and and he was saying that that our our uh the, the models we have of reality have been passed down through evolution through biology okay. over the years and it's like and it doesn't make sense that we have a model for the stuff that people see in dmt realms so he he's like it does he, he he i don't know this is the point that struck me was like how are we seeing these weird geometrical shapes that don't make sense that we've never seen there's nothing like it in this reality and these weird ass creatures machine elves and all that shit that you know stuff we don't have any kind of reference point for how are people seeing that when they smoke dmt it, because we don't have a model in our brains for that yeah. And so his his point is kind of like that's so that's why he it seems like he was kind of leaning towards like these are beings in another dimension <laughs> as much as that sounds crazy rather yeah. than a hallucination because we don't have uh a, any any kind of modeling passed down that would would make sense that we would be able to envision these th things as a hallucination. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, okay. You yeah, should yeah. listen to the podcast. It's like 3 hours. You know, it's I, amazing. I don't know. I don't know. I 
I don't think I heard that one, but I heard something. I heard a podcast and they were talking something very similar to what you were saying. But the one piece that I picked out of it was that it's mm-hmm. almost like a hundred percent of the time when people are experiencing that kind of, you know, um, situation, which you explain with the DMT, they all see aliens right. like all the time. Yeah, like, it's yeah. not like, Oh, one guy in our study. Of yeah. Yeah. People. Right. It's, it's like 100% of people seeing them. Right. It's almost like, what if that is the doorway in which you are introduced to something, right? That's, like that's if you what, wanted to come in, if you wanted to come into my house, I'd have to let you in the door. Right. And that's kind of, that's sort of what he's suggesting is something like that. Like it's like it's it's a it's a it's it's a different dimension, and it, and it makes me think. And how it relates to the whole alien thing is like. Uh, and I think he may have said this in the podcast, but I'm not sure. But he was like, you know, we or whoever, I don't know if it, I think it was him or it might've been in another podcast, but whoever, whoever said this said, um, we imagine things we don't know about like aliens. We base it on our reality. Like we go, oh, okay. So they're probably, they exist in three dimensional space like us. They have heads, hands. Bilateral two yeah. eyes two ears yes yeah. and they travel in spaceships because that's what we do we travel through space sure. but if it's like if these things are like totally in some other dimension that we can't even imagine because it's like it's not a three-dimensional dimension it's like some other dimension that's like you know the, the example i've i've heard also is like imagine uh if you if your world was a a piece of you ever heard that that analogy imagine if your world's a piece of paper yeah and you drop a ball in it you don't you don't you can't perceive a sphere yeah you would just be a circle growing and closing exactly. because as it's passing through right. your dimension you're perceiving it from what you're used to seeing right 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 okay so you, yeah, yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about so it's like yeah. it's it's it, i thought that was cool like all our ideas about spaceships and aliens are kind of based on having this model of reality that's three-dimensional and that's like our world so we kind yeah. of like extrapolate and go, oh, aliens must be this way or this way. When seems to me most likely it's like some weird ass crazy other dimension or something, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that. And and somehow maybe these UFOs are some kind of like interface between the two or something. You know it's what I mean? their made their version of coming to a lower dimension. You know, right, what I mean? they have right, right. Probably. Yeah, like yeah. But, or but, we're seeing. Or we're seeing a three-dimensional perspective of something that's a higher dimensional shape. So like, right, like right. if it's a fifth dimensional shape and it's coming into our world, we may see it as an orb right, that looks right. like it's moving, but it's so you're only seeing a fraction of it. So right. it would make sense. But with your theory that if, well, not your theory, but what, what you're <laughs> saying. Theory. I'm going to stand behind with, it. <laughs> with the Chet Czar theory. <laughs> the Chet Czar theorem. Of, of people... <laughs> maybe meeting for real these entities while they're in the dmt technically we've had first contact already right so we're living in a world where that is a thing so like if you choose to believe that's real what is happening is they're going to another dimension whether it's the energy of their mind reaching out or if it sends a signal and you open up and they're able to reach to us and have it's like a telephone you got to have one in your house for me to call you if you're under the influence of this dmt maybe they're like oh they're resonated at the perfect frequency for me to now 
send him a little text message, right? Let me <laughs> let me send him a selfie and show him what I look like. Right, you know? right. Yeah, that's cool, man. I love I love all that stuff. And when people are really intelligent and they talk about it, and it's just fascinating, you just your mind wanders, and you're like, oh, I got to go paint a picture now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, so especially inspiring. When, it's, when it's a guy who's like a PhD, he's devoted yeah. his life to brain science, and he knows that he's talking about neurology and everything. It's like, uh, yeah, it's it's really, yeah, it's really uh, interesting. You know, the thing I, that trips me out with all the the ufo sightings are those ones that go in the water what the yeah. fuck is that well have you seen the ones not, that they go down and they go into the ocean and they don't disturb the water it's so it's not like weird because yeah. like because again thinking about water is such like it's a physical right, thing right and if they're not moving they're just happen to be existing in this physical world but maybe they're not yeah they're right. you know so what difference would it make if it can go into this element or that element? Right. Like we would go, we send um, like a Voyager spacecraft thing and it goes to, or, or you know, whatever kind of, uh, what are the probes or something, satellites. Mm -hmm. It may go to a planet. It may go through clouds. You know, what if on that planet, no one can go through cloud? You know what I mean? Like right, the right, element right. in which we say is water, you know, oh, you can't just fly a plane into that. Yeah. That's what we know. You know, we don't know anything yeah. compared to what, you know, this, these other things are capable of doing. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. It wrinkles your brain just thinking <laughs> yeah, about it. <laughs> My brain's yeah. getting more wrinkly as we, as we talk. Oh, wrinkles. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So how many, how many pieces do you have for this show? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Are I don't you in the wide range of like smaller, more affordable, and then like a big yeah. piece or anything like that? I, I did a huge painting, probably like like three foot by four foot. I think that's what it is. Wow, and that's going to be like my main piece. That's big and for I you, do, right? You don't usually. Paint oh yeah, that it's big. real big, and I didn't really enjoy it because <laughs> <laughs> I I had to paint it. I have a wall easel, right? So I had to paint it on the wall. And because I usually work a little bit smaller, I'd like to be up close and personal. Actually, I paint on like an inclined table. Okay. So it's like down. So I'm kind of working down kind of reminds me of like tattooing or drawing. Mm. That's just how I work. Yeah, and yeah. I'll get away from it. I come, but I can, I can see it from a distance just by holding it up. Yeah. It's more like an il illustrator's used to yeah, use that. It's like a know. drafting table. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when I'm painting on the easel, the thing is so big you have to like remember to step back. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yep. And to look at it and not to get too, you know, too much focused on the little details. But I had a hard time being loose, like mm. starting my larger painting. Usually I'll start with like a sponge and I'll like, I'll do this, I'll, you know, I'll make a mess. I'll throw some water at it, let it drip. And then I take a paper tap. Like you try to find some kind of a shape to start yep. with. You know? um, let, the, let these entities start, you know, knocking on their door. Come on, <laughs> yeah. here we are, come out. <laughs> start trying to cut get them to come out but i couldn't do it because like i guess my like this movement isn't loose for me you know what i mean like right. painting big so i um this is the first time and actually again i stole a little something for you i actually i started the painting and i wasn't i couldn't find it i was looking at it it just didn't look right and i tried i even like sanded it off and restarted wow and i it didn't look right and i was like maybe i'm not going to do a big painting and um I, met, I think then on the way to work, like the next day, these synchronicities, you were talking about projecting an image on the board. You're, you're interviewing mm -hmm. somebody talking about how you projected your mm -hmm. paintings, you know, from whatever on there. And I'm like, oh, I have a projector. I have one of those old school ones where it's just a light with a beam. Mm -hmm. And it just, you have to use like the transfer. It's like a clear paper. Yeah, it's not yeah. a projector. I think that's what you were using, a projector. Yeah. So what I wound up doing is um, sketching. Actually, I have it right here. <laughs> 
I wound up sketching a little trading card like you got, you know, and then I did the uh, transfer paper, which is like, you oh, know, cool. just marker and I projected it. And that's that a great painting out. too. I love that painting. Yeah, I think is that one of the ones I sent yeah, you? I, I, think, I think so. That's yeah. the big that's oh, the okay. big one. That's amazing. And um yeah, and it just I then almost you can, used like, that for the for the image promo, but there was another you one. You can that... like you can arrange it and like yeah. you know what I mean and make it fit the board better. Oh yeah. And um and think and about made... think about it. If you're trying to make like a big painting, it's so hard to like conceptualize on a big space when you could do it this big and you yeah. you know what I'm saying? And you can kind of yeah. like and it just makes sense too because you're like putting all your attention on this small thing that's easy to to do and then just project it big you know yeah it, it was hard it was really hard i had a hard time with getting it started and then once i did that like the, the drawing isn't really involved mm -hmm. it's just the shapes you know because i didn't want to like have a finished piece right and then have to do that thing where i'm copying information right. Yeah. I, I feel like I lose the, the you know, the spontaneity of, of making it. And mm -hmm. Plus, it's, like, not as fun to, like, find it as you're going. Because, mm -hmm. like, for me, the reason I'm continuing to work through the painting is to see what it's going to be. Right. If I already know what it is, I'm, to me, I'm like, why am I doing it bigger? You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, for what reason? Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was the struggle I had with the big one. But I, I got it done. But, um, yeah, were I found you, this. Were you sitting or standing? Both. Both. Okay. Um, sitting standing, in a chair. Standing. You're, the the reason they tell you to stand at an easel, even though I never do, is that you yeah. can constantly get distance, step away from it and look at it, especially if you're working on a big piece. Yeah. You know, you want to get away from it and see it big. And if you're standing, you just take two steps back, you know. It makes sense. Well, yeah, think of it like if you're, so basically if you're working on a big painting, step back so it looks small so you can see it normally. Right. right? Like, <laughs> or just you, you're, you want to look at it the way people are going to see it. They're not going to be seeing yeah. it like that. They're going to be seeing it. True, distance, true. You know? Yeah. Because you might be working on something that is so subtle and the color doesn't contrast enough and you just step back and it's gone. You know, yeah, you can't right, see right. But yeah, I found this huge frame. Um, so I, I knew it was something I never wanted to ship mm -hmm. because it was so big. I don't know how I would ship it. You know what I mean? It would be probably too big or too expensive. So when Dan asked me, you know, do you want to do the show? I was like, oh, that's perfect because I'm going to the show. I can just drive it up. You know what I mean? Oh, and then cool. just leave, just leave it there. You know, like, right. they'll have it. Never have whatever. to deal with it again. <laughs> <laughs> Never see it again. Yeah. Hey, Dan, can you hold this for me? Um, which I'm sure, you know, last time any of the pieces that I had um, for the show that didn't sell on the show, he, he kept them up at the gallery and I wound up selling, you know, all of them eventually. So, you know, it's really yeah, awesome. That's, that's the thing about shows. It's like, it's not often that you sell out a show opening night especially yeah. or even the duration back. or even the duration of the show it's like you know sometimes it takes three six months just to sell work that's how it went for me for a long time it's like i would sell half of a show or less and then the the paintings would eventually sell throughout the rest of the year so it's like you know they'll yeah. sell it's just you, you know it's hard to sell artwork plus you i, I would i mean the stuff i do too like I don't know if other people have the, the same problem. Um, it, it looks so much better, in my opinion, in person than the photo. Oh, like, uh, yeah, always. The, it's so hard to take photos, um, especially like because I'm doing multiple, multiple layers of like glazes, right? Yeah. And I'm detailing in glaze. I'm glazing over that. And I feel like this is how my brain kind of tries to understand it. When I'm taking a, a photo, it's getting one shot. 
you're not seeing through the layers of glazes. Yeah, yeah. You're getting a surface reflection right, of right. the layer of the painting. Yeah. Because I mean, I'll I'll look at my my pictures and I try to get them as close as possible, but a lot of time I, you're missing so much, like oh, yeah. some of the textures, some of the under, like yeah. So I hate when it's just all online. You know what I mean? Like like. I, I do like the online. I'm actually in a couple dark art online groups, like collectives, mm -hmm. um, hinge and dusk. Mm -hmm. They're, they're two dark ones. And we do, uh, like they each do their own thing, but they'll have online shows and they're perfect for networking and getting people say like there's 15 people in the show, in the collective. And if we're all sharing the show, Hey guys, check out the show we have going on. Right all of your clients get to see all the painters. Maybe you get a new couple followers and people say, Oh, who's this other guy that's in this show. So you're kind of like sharing your, your collectors mm -hmm. or your family or whatever you want to call it. So I think that it's really important that to do them, you know what I mean? And I've been doing them for years with those two groups. Um, but seeing it in person, I feel like it nothing compares to that. So I'm no. real excited to get the paintings on the wall at the, at Dan's Dan's show. But, um, no, I don't know actually how many, like I asked them, that's a good question, right? Like, I'm like, <laughs> how many pieces are, you know, Lewis and Michael bringing? Cause I don't want to like not bring enough. Right. I don't want to do many. And he was just like, bring as many as you can get done. Like that was, you know, so I'm going to load the car up. <laughs> Last time he said that, I think I brought 17 paintings. So wow. like, yeah, that's how I got my own room for the last show because that was the only place it would fit, I guess. But, um, so some of them are a lot smaller, like you were asking before. I got a couple like eight by tens, like the smaller green glowing things, which obviously would be a lot cheaper, more affordable for mm -hmm. people that maybe, you know, want to just have something, right. uh, but don't want, don't have the wall space or don't want to financially spend all that money. Yeah, or don't have the money, you know. If they... Yeah. And actually collectors, which I'm sure you, you, you have a lot of collectors that you talk to like friends you know that if you do a big painting, even if they love it, they might not have room on their right. walls yep. for the painting. So like, yeah. you know, I actually had, uh, you know, I, I've sold a couple smaller pieces to people and they were saying, yeah, I've been following your work, but I don't have room for anything big. And I don't even think I paint that big. You know what I mean? Like right. some of the things, you know, they're larger, but not like poster size or smaller, but for somebody to just have, oh, I want something like eight by 10 or, you know, 10 by 14 or whatever it is. Right. They can fit it on the wall. They might have a little space. Yeah. 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 And then when they get little nooks and crannies, they can get a little Chetzar train card painting, <laughs> fill in all the nooks and crannies. Yeah. They're pretty fun. They're kind of cute. Yeah. yeah uh, so I don't know how many I'm going to have. I, I think it's at least 10. Uh, I will say probably. Well, you sent me 14. Oh, there you go. It's 14. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. Um, he lit Dan. That's what Dan said. He's like, just bring as many as you get done. So that's when he said that I started the big painting and oh, I was okay. like, all right, well, I know I'm going to bring this big one. And then if I get done, I'll, I'll maybe try to do another one. And then I saw his card for the show and it had the green. So right. now I'm just like, everything's glowing green in my room now. So, <laughs> so actually, and it, it's funny because I think the piece I'm working on now, the couple green ones, they're going to be my favorites for the show. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, it's funny how that works, you know? Yeah, you're like, oh, I have time for one more. And then you're like, this is the best one of the paint. <laughs> I always think that the one I'm working on right now is the most important one. You right. know what I mean? Like, like when I'm starting it, like it's that magic where like, you know, you first start to see and you, it's like it's coming to light and you're like, oh, 
this is it. Yeah. This is the painting that's going to make me the best painter in the universe, right? Like <laughs> everyone will know. And then, you know, then you get a little bit further and you hate it. You know, yeah. like that. But I ruined it. I should have stopped. Yeah. But, um, how you're driving there. Yeah, man. Um, how, how far is, how long is the drive? Seven and a half hours. It took me last, last year. That's not and crazy. That's, what, that's one pee break. Yeah, man. When I came out to, um, copper show, um, when I seen you, that was the same time. So it takes me the same amount of time to travel, to drive to Maine as it does to fly to California. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's about six, seven hours of a flight, you know, to get to where you're at from where I am. That's so cool. yeah, it's, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't do it every day. You yeah. Know what I mean, right. but, they're fun. Uh, road trips like that are fun though. I think. I, yeah. And you know, I, I just buy like an audio book. I'll yeah. do like some, maybe I'll, I'll download that, uh, you know, podcast you're talking about the alien. So I'll be right. listening to that by just something to, I get lost on it. Just, just drive, you know? So I have no, no problem because you, you're not really expected to do anything else right. during a drive. Like I can't, I can't draw. I can't paint. I yeah. can't answer emails. Yeah. So it's nice. It's like, you know, it's kind of meditative in that way where same thing like painting, like, you know, you're saying to meditate in the morning, since you said that during this podcast, I'm thinking, well, I think I kind of do that too. If I'm painting in the morning, Mm -hmm. um that's my meditative process i'm not talking to people i'm literally not thinking when i'm doing paintings a lot of the time you know yeah it's definitely a form of meditation for sure hours go by yeah literally i'll sit down and it's three hours and i'm like god you know because i got my alarm set because i will you know paint too much and i'm like oh shit and i have to like hurry up to leave for work or something like that you know one of uh, one of the techniques for meditating uh for uh I think with uh, transcendental meditation, they give you a mantra and uh, like a secret. Something you say over and over. Yeah. And, and it's like, and the way that mantras work is that you repeat them in your head. It just can be a sound. It's like a nonsense word. And yeah. um, you say them over and over and over so that it's like your thinking mind is occupied thinking this word. It's not about Distract- the meaning or the special power of the word. It's so that it occupies your mind so that the rest of your mind can just be empty. That's yeah. like the whole thing. And, and, and if you think about it, it's like, that's what happens when we paint. Absolutely. It's like all the focus, it's like, you're kind of on autopilot and then the rest of your mind, the, you know, the chatter's gone and it's just single pointed focus on creating this work, you know? It's the best thing. I don't know why yeah. everyone doesn't do it. It's almost like you tell people, <laughs> I ask people all the time. I'm like, do you do any art? Do you draw? Do you paint? Oh, I can't do that. I'm like, it's like, you should. It's Anybody awesome. can it's do it. Fun. It's like, yeah, it's like, it doesn't, I couldn't do it before I learned. Yeah. You know, so, and, and it doesn't matter if you're, if it's like good or not, it's not about that. You know, no. uh, it's not unless and if you you're, do it and have, if you do it and have fun, it's going to get better. Like it's going yeah, to. Yeah. yeah. To and if it, and even if it doesn't get better, who cares? It's like, yeah. you know, unless yeah. you're a professional artist or you're trying to have a career, it doesn't matter. It's more about the, you know the joy of self-expression and just allowing yourself to play you know and, and it's yeah. fun and it's fun it's just fun to yeah. do you know uh, yeah i've been thinking like it's it's kind of like serving the obsession right like you you start because it's fun and then it becomes so fun and you want to do it and you just make time for it you arrange right rearrange your life i'm yeah. waking up early to do it and it's like you just want to find as much time as you can to do the thing yeah like, yeah yeah it's like the secret. Once you figure out that doing this thing, whether it's art, it's art for us. Right. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's juggling for someone else. I don't know. Right. But once you find it, it's like you win the lottery. You realize how awesome it is to do. Right. And then the second round of the game is 
how much time, where are you going to find the time to do it more? Right. right. Like right. you have to do it as much. So yeah. Yeah. So I meditate in the morning too. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the, the third round of the game is when you're able to make it your full time, like I have, where it's like, that's yeah. my job. And then there's these new, there's other new problems that come in from that, that you have to, to work with. So it's like, there's just, uh, you know, there's no way around having to fight to get that special time with your artwork to where you don't, you just can focus on it. It's like, we're, yeah. it's almost like we're always trying to steal time to, to folk, to work on the artwork. And, and what if that was like the most, what if you found out later, like say there's some kind of afterlife where you get your answers, right? So, and you find out that you having to fight to find the time was the thing that made the time more precious to you. So right. when you were using it, like if you have 24 hours all day to accomplish one thing, you may not just rush to do it. You may say, I'll do it in the afternoon, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. whatever, yeah. however you are. I, but like the, like you're saying, you're at the, the master Jedi level of having <laughs> full time, you get these new problems. Well, you have more time. Well, I'm not saying you have more time, but you're dedicating more time to art in your life. So you have to have these bigger time battles. Like you have, right. you have time battles at a greater scale. Like right. if you're on level 53, you're, your guy is harder to beat, right? You got to have all the, the skills to, to find it because right. they're getting, each level gets harder and harder to, to fight the end guy. So yeah, yeah you're fighting in Jedi level. <laughs> well, it's just, I was thinking about like, uh, yeah, it's weird. The, 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 the art life is so strange because you, there's definitely these phases you go through and, and, you, and goals that you reach, but it just never ends. I mean, even my dad, he was painting up until, he died. He was yeah. constant every single day, every day, holidays. Awesome. Every single day. Awesome. That was like, it, it's awesome to know that. And I, and I don't doubt that I'll enjoy it forever, mm. but it's awesome to know that it's something you can enjoy forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, it's a shame obviously that, you know, he's not around anymore, but to, to know that he did and you're being an artist, you know how much joy you get out of it. Right. Even when you're cursing at the thing, yeah. <laughs> you'd rather be cursing at the painting than traffic, right? Like yeah, it's not yeah, this yeah, yeah. curse. You're cursing because you want it to be better. Right. Like, you yeah. know, like yeah. you're fighting it, yeah. but to know that you can spend your whole journey and you just love it to the end, you know, that's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, like, I guess people that play like music and stuff like that, it's the same thing. Yeah. Any, any art, passion, any, any yeah, kind of passion. passion or yeah. Creative uh, yeah. pursuit. Yeah. 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 It just seems like, uh, I, the thing is, it's like, if you get, I don't know, if you get like bored of what you're doing with art, you can like, you can, you can change it and make it more interesting. There's different ways of approaching things to like, like, for example, you know, you're talking about projecting, um, on an, on a canvas and how you don't like to do it or just, for, I totally get the idea. Cause I was painting. That's how I painted the first, I don't know, for 10 years, maybe where I was like mm -hmm. not doing any prep. I was just like finding the painting. Yeah. And for me at this later stage, projecting and copying it exact all the things that you were saying you didn't want to do to, for me yeah. that was like the challenge like oh this could be fun like you know you know it was like i uh 
the playtime and finding it was in Photoshop in yeah. the, and, and laying the things out and designing the painting. That's what was my playtime. And then the painting time was the work time. It was like the, the, okay, this is, this is, I'm just copying this. I'm going to make it exactly like this image on my iPad. I projected it. It's traced. It's not going to change generally. And I'm going to match the colors. And so normally, you know, that doesn't sound like fun, but for me, it was like, uh, I'd never really leaned into that and really tried to do it and be like, okay, I'm going to make this super efficient. And those paintings, those are the zombie death bots paintings I did. They took like two days to paint <clears throat> two or three days. And they're like, you know, pretty, which detailed. is incredible. That's, that's super insane. fast, but it's because it was well, like paint by numbers. It was like, well, they weren't well, the color. <laughs> the painting, you said the painting took two days, but if you add the process exactly. of making all of it, it was probably, you know, a lot longer. Than yeah. That, but yeah. It ended up being, were... it was like a more, more efficient painting process, but, but yeah. you add more time on the front end. Sure. You know, yeah, you're still doing the play, right. find it, but you're just doing it a different medium than making the final product. Yeah. So it's Perfect. like, that's point, the point being is that like, you could, you could switch things up all the time. If you get bored with one way of doing something, you can try a new way of doing it. You could try new media no mediums and it's just like so open-ended that it is something that you can do your whole life and not get bored with. I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're lucky. We're lucky. We get to do it. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah that's why we put up with all the bullshit. You'd have to, you would have to love it. Just like, yeah, I hear exactly. my dog. Now I hear my dog on the other side of the, the door, and I'm like, "Yeah, just like dogs. Like, if you didn't love them, you would have shaken them. You know what I mean? Like, when they, my dog will eat like our blankets now, yeah. just like a big hole in the middle of your blanket. So when you get to bed at night, you pull your your blanket up, and like your foot pops through. Right, <laughs> half the blanket. But all right, I love you. I guess I'll let you get yeah. away with it. Yeah, that's why babies and and uh, little kids and. They have to animals be are so cute. It's like, so we don't kill them. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Yeah. Kidding. Um, just kidding. Yeah. My, that's the thing. That's the other problem with uh, Valentine. My pit bull is like, she will eat anything. Like oh, yeah. I find her turds have like rope in them from the, her toys uh -huh. or pieces of rubber from she, she'll just like, chew a toy apart and eat it. It's like, sometimes they come out like a nunchuck, man. Like they'll be like, <laughs> turd, they'll be ring. And it's like, and then they start running and you're like, no, like you gotta like, yeah, that's any like, dog owner. Like, yeah. That's like that George Carlin joke where he said he, he feeds his dog rubber bands so that he could pick the turds up by the loop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway well that's a that's a good that's a good point to end on <laughs> yeah right so the rubber band turd ending <laughs> class what what uh, any final words about the show it is uh when's the day um, of the it's, show yeah it's july 29th and um i'm gonna be there anybody that's in the area capable of going i would highly suggest checking it out and if not this show, another show, um, any show that Dan puts on up at Skull and Snake Tattoo Gallery. Yeah. Um, it's such a good, just to go and, and experience and hang out, come hang out. Like, yeah. you know, me, Michael are going to be up there and we're going to be having a great time. I'm really excited to go and I don't like to leave my house. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I typically don't ever do anything. Here's my dog coming in right now. Hey. Oh, what a pretty dog. 
Oh, <laughs> look at that head. Yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> so check cute. out the show, man. Uh, anybody that come, it's going to be fun. And it's, I know he's doing some really cool stuff too. Like he's obviously decorating and making a whole theme. I was out of talking it. to him about some of the stuff he's planning on doing. It's going to be really epic. Did he, did he tell you he got someone to play the Thurman? Yeah. Yep. Is that what it's called? I don't know if that's supposed to be a surprise or not, but whatever. That's like, because <laughs> he was asking, because last year he'd had a band playing like the organ right. and like a violin or something like real, like gothy kind of music. And they were awesome. And he was saying like, man, I might get some music for the show. Awesome. And I was like, well, it's got to be like some weird spacey alien yeah, shit. There's nothing, yeah. And then, then I'm like, oh, like the Thurman. And at the same time, he texts me Thurman. And it, we, the, all the texts came at the same time. It was funny. At the oh, same wow. Time. <laughs> And then he hits me up the next day. He's like, I got that Thurman player locked down. I was like, oh, like, how do you find someone to play that yeah, instrument? That yeah. I've never heard of. So yeah. That's like, yeah. You know, that kind Classic of Classic science fiction sound. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what kind of like staged thing he has. I'm sure that's going to be like some kind of alien abduction thing. You yeah, know, like, yeah. He was telling me about what he's thinking about doing. And, and if, you, if okay, he pulls it cool. off, it's going to be amazing. Um, yeah. It's in it's in Maine. What's the town? And it's uh, new. I got the New Berwick, North new, Berwick, North Berwick, Maine. If you're on the if, Elm Street, yeah, yeah. Any what was that? It's Fifty Elm Street, 50 Elm North Street. Berwick, Maine. North Berwick, Maine. If you yeah. are anywhere, if it's if it's an hour or two drive for you, it's totally worth it. I would oh, it's worth it because it. it's not just like a come and walk through and leave like they have food they hang out it's like a, people will party, like yeah. you know yeah it's literally it's a dark art party and yeah. um a lot of the artists are going to be there and i know there's some local artists that are close enough that they go to his shows regularly there's other people he works like different tattoo studios that he's friends with they come so you get a lot of artists that you know and which are as you know you go to an art gallery everyone's super friendly and when you get a bunch of artists in there we get along super well so yeah. it's, it's never a bad time and even people that you can see that are kind of shy like they get included into what's happening it's not like people are turning their backs to some right somebody you know everyone's included you have to i mean there's so much stuff in his gallery that you'd have to ask excuse me check can i get by like you'd have right. to interact with people. yeah <laughs> where at first i thought that like that's kind of tight but it makes sense because people have to talk to each other at right. the gallery you have to like move around it's not yeah. just one warehouse where you know you walk you make a laugh right. and that's you know, it's nice to have a little maze to go through and to to see people, you know, yeah. and talk about this painting with the person next to you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely good vibes for everyone. So I would yeah. highly recommend going if you can. Uh, it really is, uh, it's really unusual. Uh, and, and it's, and uh, I think it's, it needs, it should be getting more press, I guess, or somehow more people should be hearing about it because it's such, such, he's doing such amazing work with these shows so um uh yeah absolutely i mean i know he's working with a lot of different artists with the group show and i i feel like there's getting some momentum for him i think he's he's like committed that this is going to be something yeah plan things out further to like know okay if this month we're doing that so give people enough time to kind of say okay i know i'm doing that this weekend i won't book anything else right, right like right, right. plan on being there that's i mean I need so many, especially cause it's a weekend. I mean, that's the busiest part for my career tattooing. Like tell me you're doing something on a Saturday. Right. I need like three notice because Saturdays are booked forever with people with big projects that don't want to take off work. You know, right. they want to come Saturdays. 
So for me to be able to get up there, it has to be out enough. So that's, that's important too, but yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. So maybe, maybe if he does it for like 10 years, you can come out for the 10 year yeah. anniversary of dark art show. So I'll definitely we'll come out at some point for sure. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show, man. It's so great catching up again. Really appreciate yeah, man. taking the time. Always a good time talking. Yeah. And I'll be, I'll be checking out uh, the stores for your trading cards soon. Okay. So we'll yeah. I'll, I'll set, a, I'll set, I'll, I'll put a set aside for you. Um, nice. Now you have to say goodbye. You have to say goodbye to the audience. Bye chat, bye audience, bye everybody. Check out the Dark Art Show uh, in uh, in Maine. Come say hey. Bye. Bye everybody.